Welcome back to the Gen Z Football Podcast. I'm Ryan Schopp and joined with me, as always, is Thomas Hayes. How you going? How's your week been? Um, Been alright. Birthday week. Yeah. Turn 20. Um, Yeah. A lot of foot... Oh, yeah, there's footy on every day, but not soccer or football, but, you know... Good batch of Champions League games that we can talk about a bit later. Yeah, it's been a big week in uh, the Champions League, big week in European football, um, but we'll come to that later. Yep. Um, what did you do this week? Um, oh, not much. Not much we can do, um, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, same as last week. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a bit the same until the Premier League starts back up, until something fun happens. Yep. Um, FPL open during the week, so we'll probably... Start our scouting for next week's episode. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's what I'll probably be doing along with uni at the same time. But yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. So in today's episode, we'll go through the rundown as always, go through the quarterfinal um, results from the Champions League and the semi final from the Europa League. Mm hmm. Um, we've also got uh, our main segment for today is transfers that would make sense. So Tom and I have come up with two transfers that would make sense, um, sensible transfers um, um, from any club in Europe, I presume Europe. To the Premier um, League. Anywhere to the Premier League. Yep. Um, affordable, would fit right in, what they need, what they've been lacking maybe. Yeah, so we've caught, sort of gone on the basis of like, a team that needs a certain type of player that they could afford that could possibly eventuate and that has some sort of, you know, whisper within the community at the same time. Yeah. Um, after that, we'll go through the transfer whispers, as, as always, as we do every week. And, of course, there's quite a few ongoing and um, even some new ones this week, um, just because it is um, yeah. that time of year. Yep. Then we'll run through the upcoming matches in the... the um, Champions League and in the um, Europa League and then we'll follow that on with yes or no and that's all we have installed for today. This week on The Rundown, the FA Cup has scrapped replays for next season's competition. What do you make of this? Um, well, I think the main reason they did this or the main reason that they said that they were going to do this is because the calendar is going to be pretty packed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it makes sense, and I never really liked the replays anyway. Yeah, I always I, I was a fan. Oh, yeah, I was a fan of like the extra time mm. and penalties, and I think I don't know why the replays it just clogged up every team's you know calendar. Um, having to play three games in a week isn't ideal. So or three games within seven or ten days isn't yeah. ideal. So I think that's a good that's a good decision in my opinion. Yeah, I I haven't been a big fan, but. You know, it's tradition. FA Cup is the oldest running football competition on the face of the earth, um, which is something that's kind of lost its um, glow and its glory. But, you know, it's probably needed. Um, whether they will put it back in um, in a season's time, yeah, that waits to be seen, or whether they'll just go, well, we don't really need them anymore. They take up too much time. Mm. Um, who knows? Yeah, I think they'll find that most clubs will actually enjoy enjoy a season without replays or the chance of having a replay yeah so if it comes down to that i think that it, yeah, yeah it'll stay like 
how it is, but I guess we'll see how that plan. In out. previous seasons, it has tended to, if they had to do a replay, um, disrupt. Um, yeah. The club's uh, calendar. Yeah. Well, actually, it can be sort of good um, for lower league teams, mm-hmm. I suppose. Premier League teams, you know, like top Premier League teams, generally that time of year would be starting their, you know, Champions League finals or round of 16 finals would start and Europa League um, round of 32. Yeah. Um, so if they were to ever come up against a, you know, like a championship or league one, for instance, mm-hmm. if that was to ever happen, you know, it well, could pay, play in the favour of the League One team generally with the chance that they could get a home replay. Well, we saw it with um, Liverpool and Shrewsbury. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was early and on. they drew at Shrewsbury. Yeah. And they got to go and play at Anfield, which is, you know, something that they wouldn't have otherwise got to do. So that's an upside. Yeah. You know, I think, mo- yeah. Moving along, uh, Kevin De Bruyne wins the Premier League Player of the Season. Yeah. And Trent Alexander-Arnold wins the Premier League Young Player of the Season. Mm-hmm. I think these are pretty standard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, when it comes to Young Player of the League, who were the nominations? I think uh, when it comes down to nominations, I think he's the one that really stood out the most Yeah. in terms of like his profile and you know he, the season he had and obviously winning the league. Um, and playing from right back, the stats that he had mm. were pretty remarkable. Um I wrote down, he had 12 clean sheets for the league. That's almost a third of the games played, Mm -hmm. which is not bad. Um, 13 assists from right back, which was his own record and the new record for a defensive player Mm -hmm. and scored four goals. I think three were from direct free kicks. One was from open play, which is still pretty good for a right back. And then considering that he's also eligible for young player or yet legible for young, young player of the year, I think that makes sense. Yeah, um, Kevin De Bruyne winning the player of the season. I yeah. don't think anyone. Yeah, I don't think anyone contested was, that. Yeah, the only other one that could have was Henderson, but at the same time, I think when it came down to like the actual stats. Yeah. Um, yeah, De Bruyne had twenty assists, thirteen goals from midfield. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Henderson probably didn't even reach double figures. So. And um, Jurgen Klopp wins the Premier League Manager of the season, which is yeah. also once again unsurprising. Yeah, I think that one. <laughs> probably made the most sense obviously when it came down to you know underestimated managers like um chris wilder mm-hmm. who is probably second in line to that and maybe lampard after that yeah i think they were the other two that were yeah. officially on the solskjaer ticket. was also a nomination no he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't was which lampard was surprising i think yeah. There was five. There was five i'm was pretty it? sure yeah well the top three were lampard wilder and yeah klopp um yeah, uh, when was the last time uh, the Premier League manager of the season you know, didn't, didn't win, win the league. league? Yeah, I think it makes more sense. It though. makes more sense. Yeah. How can you say... It, unless it was really close, like maybe last year. I think still Pep probably got it. Yeah, I guess like if a team went from, you know... Like if, say, Leeds came second this year mm. and Klopp won it or Pep won it, yeah, if I think that would be more. That would be a bit, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. You could see um, Bielsa winning it if they came second or third or... Yeah. Top five even, top I reckon. Top four, yeah. Top four, five. Because, yeah. you know, uh, well, Wilder would have been in with a shot if he finished in Europe. Yeah. A, a better shot. Um, definitely. Um, moving on, Arsenal's head of football, Raul Salahi, <laughs> leaves uh, the club. Yeah. Um, not really hear much about heads yeah. of football. It sort of went under the radar 
but I did spot it and I thought, oh, may as well mention it. I don't know what sort of effect it will have on the club, but, you know, yeah. it's well significant in yeah. a sense. They, heads of football in, in modern day football clubs, do a lot of, um, of the background work that managers either don't want to do or can't, can't do because they're too busy. Um, they're really the ones running. Mm-hmm. Um, like in terms of, oh, uh, the board says, you've got this much to spend. And then they go, okay, they'll come up with a list of players and then the manager will go, oh, yeah, we want that one or whatever. And that's generally how it works. Um, I don't know. Maybe it depends who they get in. Yeah. And that could also help with, I don't know if it could, but it could help with the transfer situation that they need to obviously bring in players. Yeah. They maybe, had a poor um, season last season. The head of football, as I understand it, doesn't control how much oh, yeah. they have for transfer budgets. So I think that will change. And I don't think Arsenal's position on who they're going to get will change. They'll already be hunting these list of players. Certain players. Um, Raul would have given to Arteta or um, even the board would have said something. Um, yeah. Move on to the Moving next on, bit. Moving yeah. on, uh, Kike Setien has been sacked as Barcelona manager after their loss in the uh, quarterfinals. Pretty big loss. Um, massive loss in a one-off match. It's not like he had the position to go around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, that's what made it a bit more significant. We'll talk about that a bit yeah. later. But um, now the likes of Pochettino, Komen, and Xavi are all predicted to be the next manager. What, are yours, what is your take on that? Um, in terms of the sacking, I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like we said last week with the Sari sacking or departure. Um, yeah, that, look, I, I'm going to say that didn't make much sense to me. Yeah. You don't but bring like a manager. you compare from, them, yeah. it's, like, like it's almost for the same reason. Because mm-hmm. the target for that certain club were to be win the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And yeah, obviously, especially after a result like that, <laughs> getting smacked. Yeah. By that extent, it yeah, the, sort of was makes sense. Yeah, the, it's a, it's a bit of a hard situation Barcelona find themselves in um, mm-hmm. at this moment. That's Again. why I don't think it was. I, I don't think they should have sacked. And he him. wasn't there long either. No, he wasn't. Um, so he didn't have. He, he was picking up pieces of. You know, he didn't. He didn't get to really buy anyone. I don't think he did. Oh, he was uh, only in start of this season. Yeah, of this year. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, he didn't really have the chance to make his imprint. <laughs> But if you look at um, the politics of Barcelona, obviously Barcelona isn't owned by any individual. They're a uh, member-owned organisation and they have elections for their president, similar to um, Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. And so the politics of the club uh, dictates that basically the president you know, has a person they want in. The current president, I can't remember his name, he was not eligible to stand again, but... Um, you know, Xavi is heavily linked to one of the candidates for president. So I don't think he's going to come in straight away. Um, he would probably wait till after the election. I think that would probably be, bring in probably a um, middleman, someone to be in there until after the election, depending on which way that goes. Yeah. I was trying to find the tweet. <laughs> and it said that not only Setien was going to leave, I can't find it, but it was something to do with like other background people yeah. involved with that were also going to leave. Um, it's their worst performance in Champions League match. Yeah, and it's final. not like it's um, 
you know, a one-off. It's becoming a recurring occurrence. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, the last three seasons. Yep. <laughs> uh, they all... No, they weren't all quarterfinals. Uh, Roma was a quarterfinal. Liverpool Semis. was a semi. This was another quarter. So, disappointing, yeah. but yeah. Uh, I guess we'll yeah. have to wait and see who they pick up. I think Coman's a bit of an interesting one to be chucked I, in I can there. see him coming in just for a bit... See how he goes? See how he goes, yeah. Similar to what Setien did. Yeah. Um, Pochettino would obviously be looking for a long, you know, long-serving yeah. role there. And same with Xavi. Wouldn't want to mess up, similarly to Perlo at Juventus, which is becoming, again, more common with players going to their, mm-hmm. their old team. But we'll see what happens. Hopefully something comes through soon. And lastly, the final four of the Champions League have been decided. Um, obviously, if you're unaware, um, we'll go through the results, but... Uh, in our next segment. In our next literally. segment. But PSG, Leipzig, Bayern Munich, and Lyon all go through to the semi-finals of the Champions League. Yeah, very surprisingly, but we'll talk about that in our next segment now. So, during the week, we had the Champions League quarterfinals and the first Europa League semi-final, which we promised we'd talk about when the Europa League came to the final four. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the Europa League game, but we'll mention it. Um, first up, we had Atalanta versus Paris Saint-Germain. Yes. Who we, or you predicted Atalanta. Yes. And that was almost right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very nearly right. Um, I was scared because I did say PSG... And then it got to the 89th minute and it looked like Atalanta were about to send them packing, but PSG somehow won from mm-hmm. there. Um, didn't even go to extra time at all. Went to injury time. Um, it was a good game. Like I thought Atalanta controlled a lot of the game, um, but then obviously PSG somehow pulled it out of the bag. That's the way I would describe it. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. Away. Um, but yeah, each of these games sort of had their element. I think that was the element to that game. As well if it, as it wasn't a surprise result, the game was surprising. Yep. Um, which I think made sense. Did you watch the game? I watched bits of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you didn't watch it, Atlanta took a pretty early lead. I'm pretty sure they were leading into half time, actually. Yeah, first 20 minutes, I think. Yeah, and then PSG, I think Neymar... Yeah, Neymar right. scored in the 90th minute, and then Chupo Moting scored. Yeah, I think it might have been Chupo Moting scored in the 93rd minute. So they pretty much won the game in like the last four minutes of the game, which is crazy. Yep. Um, but yeah, PSG will now play the winner of. Well, they'll play Leipzig. They'll play Leipzig. <laughs> the the winner of Leipzig versus Atletico Madrid. Again. I thought this was a surprise result. Definitely. We both thought it was a surprise result. We both thought Atletico would go through. Yep. Um, how do we describe this? We both thought Atletico would have a very defensive team. And then we thought Leipzig without Werner would have no chance at all. Mm-hmm. But I think what highlighted this win was Nagelsmann's, um, you know, his coaching ability goes beyond, you know, just having good players. Yeah. I think he uses his players well and he uses his strategy well, which was, you know, highlighted during this game. Um, Atletico were pretty disappointing for me. Obviously, being able to hold on to, you know, beat Liverpool and, you know, play good um, 
you know, a group stage. Yeah. And then get beaten by a pretty weak Leipzig team on paper. You know, I found it pretty surprising. What do you take of this game? Yeah, I agree. Um, Surprising, yeah. Um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised none of these games went to extra time. Yeah, that's surprising. No, yeah. Um, I I feel like Atletico on their day is a better team than Leipzig, but you know, this is what happens with a one-off game, and um, yeah, Leipzig. I think it makes Nagelsmann. It gives him a better. You know, better. Oh, how do I say this? Makes him look better. Yeah. Which obviously he's an outstanding manager, and he's pretty young for a manager, yep. thirty-three. Um, so I think he's got a very bright managing future ahead. Yeah, and you got to remember that uh, Leipzig are only eleven years old. I oh, know. So <laughs> eleven years into their into their history, and they've already made a Champions League semi-final. semifinal. Yeah. Um, we're very well could make the final yep. against PSG. Um, but next was the most... I'd say this is the most surprising. I'd say it's most surprising than City losing. Is Bayern 8, Barcelona 2. Yep. What did you make of this game? Well, it, it's it's um, a masterclass in um, how to play football, I think, and how to defend poorly. Yeah. By Barcelona. I, yeah. I think um, De Stegen uh, had everything up against him. I mean, he did a decent job, I think. Um, his defenders just let him down. Um, Messi tried very hard. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty hard for He was doing goals, at least 60% of the on-field work. Um, everyone else did, didn't seem to show up. It just seems like they were hungover or something, something weird. Um, the weird thing, watching the game... Um, and watching just the rapid fire of the goals um, brought me back to the 2014 um, semi-final for the World Cup where Germany defeated Brazil seven goals to one. It, and what's weird about that, or weird coincidental, is that a lot of the players that played that match played in this one. Um, and it was pretty similar in the, the rate of um, fire, if you want to call it fire, in terms of shots and how fast the game was and... You know, and there was a picture going around on Twitter of uh, Manuel Neuer looking depressed because he let two goals in. Yeah. I'm thinking, wow. Well, generally, two goals could decide a match. Generally, but yeah, so when you you're scoring eight, yeah, one of these goals should have been a goal because it was an own one goal. One of them was an own goal. Barcelona <laughs> scored nine of the goals. Um, Bayern Munich. Did I say Barca? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That's Bayern right. scored nine, yeah. Um. Yeah, I was pretty surprised. Another funny thing about this game was Coutinho scored two of the goals yep. against his team. Was that was from that was uh, mentioned uh, last week um, that he could have been. What? What if he scored the winner? He didn't score the winner, he but scored, he scored two oh, goals. He played a good part in like. Yeah. Obviously, his goals didn't like for someone match deciding, but yeah. for someone who Barcelona thought wasn't good enough to play in their first team, their Barcelona's record signing and their second. Biggest signing was on the bench. Yep. I think that's disappointing. Like, we talk about it a lot now is that Barcelona is like, you know, <laughs> they haven't made much... No, their last two big signings haven't been very big. Or, like, haven't had a big impact. So. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess that goes to show if they lose players or if they do decide to big, like sign big players, they have to impress now. Um, but, yeah, 
Bayern, I think this stamp, this match just put a stamp on Bayern making them like the scariest team in the competition at this stage. Yeah, oh, definitely. And they're well and truly favourites to win the whole thing from here. Especially after what happened in the next match, uh, Man City going down what three goals to one against Leon. This is probably the surprise of the round, I think. Yeah, in terms of result, I'd say this was. I thought City was a lock, and then I thought City versus Bayern would probably be the best game of the tournament. Yep, but obviously not. Um, Leon, I have no idea how this happened. Um, obviously, it could have easily been a different result if certain. Um, Things that have happened. Um, I mean, you know, City Raheem Sterling only had to knee the ball in yeah. or walk run it in. in. He like, could have ran into the ball. It would have somehow gone in. Um, that If Raheem Sterling had have scored, it would have you know, equalised and potentially put it to extra time. Yeah. And Leon might not have scored a third, considering only a minute later they did equal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did extend their lead, sorry. So, you know. So, so if you haven't seen it um, or you didn't watch the game... It's about three yards out. It was less. I would say about a meter. <laughs> it was crazy. It was ridiculous. It was really um, the goalkeeper was on the other side, other post. So the goalkeeper's on the front post. Yeah. Ball gets crossed and he's on the back post. Back post. <clears throat> it lands on what? On his knee? On his chest? It hit him like no. Yeah. On his calf. I don't know. It came Something down, hit it above his and ankle he strikes and it with so much power. It. He nearly kicks it out of the stadium. <laughs> Goes straight past the goals. All he needed yeah. to do was just tap it in, and they would have. I don't think it would have gone to extra time. Probably. I don't think Leon would have got the follow-on goal. Mm, I don't. Yeah. I think I would have gone extra time. They probably, you know, could have won from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's really disappointing for City again, considering, yep. you know, they lost the Premier League. They really would have wanted to win the Champions League. And now they pretty much go home with what? Carabao Cup. Did they even win? Yeah, they won the Carabao, Carabao Cup. That's all they won this year. So, the not a very shield, good season. The community shield. Huh? Oh, yeah. And the Community <coughs> Shield. No one talks um, about them. <laughs> also, fun fact from the match. It was uh, De Bruyne's first goal in the Champions League. Uh, first goal in terms of on-play goal. on the cha- So, not a set not shot. Not a set piece, yeah. Since 2016. Jesus, four so, years without an open play goal. Yep, I guess it's not his like actual job to score no. goals, but yeah, that's pretty. You know, For some, yeah, he would have been at Wolfsburg back then, 2016. No, been 2013, 14. He was yeah, in Sydney in 2016. Really? I think so. Oh, pause. I'm checking this. I don't think he was. All right. Well, you look up that. Uh, we'll move on to the Europa League semi-finals, and so Seville or Sevilla as it's pronounced in Spanish, uh, defeated Man United two goals to one. Um, I was sort of surprised by this. Obviously, I don't really watch Spanish football, so I don't know how good Sevilla are. But United, <laughs> their only goal came from a penalty again. I don't know if the penalty... I don't think the penalty was questionable. He did make contact in the box and he went down. Um, but, you know, they gave up a, an early lead. Again, costly. Happened to lose the game and miss out another piece of you know silverware. So I I guess it only makes you know the final a bit more interesting for us, seeing that we you know two teams that we don't really watch. Yep. Um, I don't know if we'll watch it you know in depth or we'll know much of you know the players that are actually playing, but I think it'll uh, it'll most likely be Inter. Yeah. Severe. I don't see Shakhtar beating 
severe, but no, you know, uh, it is it, it is what it is. That's true. Um, I don't know if you found it, but I just looked at uh, Kevin De Bruyne's history. He was at Wolfsburg from 2014, 2014 to 15, yeah, and 2015. he went to Manchester City in 2015. He went at like the end of 2016. So that's it for that, and we'll move over to our main segment. Yes. So for our main segment today, um, we're going to be highlighting some transfers that would make sense. Obviously, they don't have to eventuate, but we could. They could eventuate, obviously, but it's in our opinion, what players should go to a certain club. Um, we've got two each, um, so Shoppy will start, and me, back to him, and back to me. Um, so I think that's pretty self-explanatory. We'll try and make our pitch of why these players should go where um, yep. and why it would make sense. So... Who do you have first? So I have Nicholas Tagliafico from Ajax. He's 27 years of age, so old but not too old. Um, he's left back, and I've had him, potentially, a, a smart transfer to Chelsea. Chelsea need um, a bit of bolstering of their defence. Uh, I think yep. he's got experience. Obviously, he's played with the likes of... Delict. He had a really good um, season for Ajax this season. Yeah, so, um, he's also played with another signing that Chelsea had, uh, Hacking Ziyech. Yeah. Um, so you know they know each other. That might help. Um, obviously different positions. Yeah. But um, you know, um, I think his skills and his style of play will transition quite well. Would transition quite well, should I say, um, into the Premier League? Um, yeah. Um, what do you think? Um, I think that's a good shout. I've also gone with a similar, um, you know, theme with Chelsea's defense. But I'll go. I'll talk about that when when my turn is. But um, yeah, I think especially with Azpilicueta, he's starting to age, um, and I think he would be a pretty decent replacement in that sense. Um, whether he would take his starting position or whether Azpilicueta would move to centre back if that was to happen. You know, I could see it happening for sure. And, yeah, no, he could have a good, you know, three, four seasons. Good tenure there. Yeah. Um, and I don't assume, I, I think he's pretty cheap. He's valued at about 28 million. So, you know, you can see him getting sold for him. Yeah, 35, 45 between there. Yeah. Especially with Ajax, they generally, they wouldn't let him go for cheap, cheap. But, you know, that's not that. In terms of Chelsea's wage budget or spending this season... 35 to 45 million would be a pretty decent signing, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. Even cheaper. So, who did you have first up? So, my <clears throat> first one is Dayot Upamecano from RB Leipzig to Chelsea. Obviously, again, with Chelsea's um, defence woes, I'll run through a couple stats that I found, if I can see them. Chelsea were ranked ninth for goals against which is not good. Yep. Um, Arsenal, Sheffield, Man United, Burnley, all above them. So I think that alone shows that you, you know, in terms of like, obviously you had a good season finishing fourth, but to take that next step, I think, you know, that's what cost you in the end, especially with um, United only let in 30-odd goals. Liverpool and City only let in 30-odd goals. I think to make that next step, you're going to need that defensive structure. Yes, I think Chelsea will need that um, um, defensive yeah. structure. So, yeah, they had 50, they let in 54 goals this season. 
and they only scored like 69, I think it was. So yeah, if they would have reduced that by like 10 to 15 goals per season, that's a pretty, you know, successful year in defence. Yep. Um, he's valued at about 45 million euros, you know, which is, I'd say would be a more appropriate target rather than Havertz, but obviously Havertz is more in a more advanced stage at this moment in time. Um, but I think making a $45 million move for a um, defense or defender that is well needed is better than an 80 million euro move for attacking mid, which I don't believe is needed at Chelsea. Cause I can see many players adapting to that. And I think, you know, Mount's starting to develop well. I think he wants to hold on to that position well. And I think as well with Zayac, um, Pulisic and all that, they can both play attacking mid. So I don't think Havertz is really needed at, at Chelsea. But obviously it'd be... <laughs> of course you'd say that. No, but I don't think he is. No, I reckon he is. You'd but... obviously upgrade your team, but he's not needed needed. Because you, you score enough goals to have a positive goal difference. It's that your defence is letting you down, moving up into third. Yeah, I think that's more of a keeper issue, but yeah. Well, I at the same time, I think Kepa, obviously he hasn't had his best season, but I think he's been unlucky at the same time. No. Um, that's a different issue there. I don't um, think, I honestly think that. He's, I reckon he's, he's not, he's, he's not suited not the to the Premier season. League. He's not suited to the style of play. Who knows? He's better off in Spain. And I think if he went back to Spain and he could do a lot better there. I still think if he had a better defence in front of him, he wouldn't have let in as many goals. Yeah, but you could say that about Allison. You could say that about um, Edison. They but have the good defenders as Kepa, well as Kepa's great getting, goalkeepers. Kepa's capping all the blame for this. Yeah, because most of the goals he lets in... Are not most of them. The, well, They're not blunders, though. Half of them have actually decent goals. And I don't think... Obviously, yeah, Kepa's, half, half. Kepa was bought in not for 70 third, million. Though. I don't think that's what... That was the problem from the start. He was given that height, like his ceiling was already really high and he had to grow into that and I don't think that was possible for him. That's why I think, you know, if Chelsea were to help their defence, you know, this is going to help their goalkeeper at the same time as part of their defence. Maybe, but I don't think it's going to solve the issue. I think, well, who knows? They're obviously not going to go down that route now because they've pretty much put a line through Kepper at this stage. So it's unfortunate for him, but... You know, he'll probably get a new start somewhere else. Um, but, you know, if things were to eventuate differently, I think he could definitely have stayed. Yeah, I think he'd be better off in Spain. But you know. Yeah, well, from a Chelsea point of view, you're going to think that, especially with, you know, a lot of fans not, you know, being in his liking. No, I, did, I don't mind him. Um, I didn't mind him last year. Yeah. I, I think he's good, but I, it just hasn't worked out for him. And I think Chelsea's not the right place for him. Yeah. I had another couple... Things, Upamecano was also linked to a lot of big clubs last season. Yep. And he's gone sort of under the radar this season because he hasn't, Leipzig haven't had the best season in terms of defence. Mm-hmm. They've had a very good attacking season. Obviously, we weren't highlighting that. Um, but last season, though, he was linked to Real Madrid, Barcelona, Liverpool, and Manchester City. Well, in the last two seasons. Yeah. Um, which I think that shows he's very, you know, he's got, um, he's very capable um, and obviously, other teams have, you know, showed their interest in him. Big teams for that. Um, and I think he's been an underrated part of Leipzig's success this season, obviously, because Werner was, you know, the main man this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think they obviously, they, well, not obviously, but they had seven clean sheets 
last season in the league, which isn't the best, but like, come on, that's pretty decent. So yeah, I think he's he'd be a pretty good pickup for Chelsea, in my opinion. I don't disagree. I just don't think. Um, but that's the thing. Like, we could go on about this for ages, but that's the thing. Yeah. When I think, you've obviously put a line through Kepa already. Bringing in another keeper might not. Like, obviously, it could like reduce the amount of goals you let in, but at the same time, it's not fixing your Better. back four. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I disagree about Kepa, but I agree with your pick. Anyway, uh, my second of the two is probably going to surprise you. Okay. It's John McGinn from Aston Villa okay. to Newcastle. Yeah. Um, Newcastle are lacking several areas. Um, obviously, a bit more hype around them a few months ago or a month ago when it looked like they were going to be bought out and be the richest club in the Premier League and Europe. However, that hasn't gone through and who knows whether they'll get another bid or what happened there. But John McGinn, he valued roughly 35 to 40 million pounds. Really? Roughly. Gee. Yeah. Um, oh, well, like, it's not valued, I it's, but yeah. I can see that's what he would go for. Yeah. Um, I think Newcastle can afford it. Um, I think he's got a lot of experience. He's 25. Got a few yeah. good years in him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, bolster their midfield and maybe push them up to not maybe not contend for a European spot, but get close to contending for a yeah, European top spot. Top half. Yeah, top half. Um, I can see that happening. Whether Newcastle would spend that sort of money after finishing in the bottom half, I don't know, considering they just did spend 40-odd mil on Joe Linton that didn't impress. Yeah. Um, I could see it happening. They definitely do need that sort of play, like a ball-playing midfielder. Um, he didn't get as many opportunities for Villa this season, obviously, with injury. Um, and uh, he was up against Grealish. Yeah, but yeah, Grealish is obviously going to be highlighted out of the two. Um, but but yeah, he's also at least double the amount of money. Yeah, I'd say McGinn's been valued. I think we did talk about it last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. He was valued around 15 or 20 mil. So, yeah, I could see him being sold for about 30, 35 mil if he was. Um, Newcastle-wise, they do need that player. They've obviously... Their attack's pretty good at the moment. Almiron's starting to adapt to the Premier League. St. Maximin's making the most of his opportunities as well. Probably their most prolific attacker. Joe Linton still needs time. Um, but they definitely shouldn't give up on him yet. Yeah, definitely. Um, John Joe Shelby's been probably their best midfielder, and to put McKinnon next to him would, you know, it would make sense. <laughs> That's the point of this segment. Yeah, it would well, make sense. Um, uh, what about your second? Well, I'll I'll keep talking about McGinn. Okay. He, yes, Newcastle could get him. I think Newcastle. Oh, it it depends on a couple of things. Obviously, if Villa were to be well stay up in the Premier League this season, which is, I would say, is against the odds. Um, it probably is. they got the same odds, I reckon, as they did this year, if not lower. Yeah, which is, you know, on the verge of relegation, if not to be relegated. Newcastle, you know, if they're still around that, you know, 12th to 16th, 15th team, he would definitely improve them into a top 10 spot. Um, I can't think of anyone that, you know, he's better than him in Newcastle. Obviously, Shelby has more experience and pro- could be better than him, but 
Yeah. I think McGinn, will, if he has a better season at Villa, gets more games and survives the injury area, who knows? He, he might even raise his value. Yep. But if it was to happen this summer, it would definitely help Newcastle. In definitely. that sense. So my second one was, we. it's a pretty well-rumoured one, um, and it's an ongoing saga. Um, Thomas Party to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. This one is a little bit expensive. However, um, I have highlighted um, Arsenal may not have the funds right now, but they could produce funds via sales. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I thought you said, but. um, Who would they sell? Well, here's the thing. Their defensive mids are Gwendozi and Xhaka. They're their starting, you know, coming in and out defensive midfielders. Mm-hmm. Gwenduzi's good at times, but he's also poor a lot of the time. And he's still developing as well. So you've got to give him time. You can't you, know, you can't give up on him so early. Yep. Xhaka, fans don't like him. He was stripped of his captaincy. Um, they replaced Yeah, they again. replaced him, I guess. Um, no, they, they, replaced, they gave it back to him. Did they actually? Mm-hmm. When was this? Well, he's been captain again. Was after he vi- he wasn't main captain though. Abamyang's the main yeah. captain, unless he's vice. They share it, yeah. Unless he's, he's vice, vice captain, but yeah, he's not the main captain. Um, and he's also aging. So is Abamyang? No, Abamyang doesn't play defensive mid though. No, he doesn't. But he yeah. probably plays a position that's more relevant to aging. Defenders generally can stay a bit longer than. Yeah, Strikers. well, he's not a centre-back. He can play centre-mid, defensive-mid. Um, the, the only thing is, if they sell Shaka, how much money will they get? Meh. Who knows? They can um, get a, at least 10, 15, 20 mil y- for him. Yeah, is it worth selling him then? Probably not. Well, if they're going to they're gonna have a transfer budget at this stage. They're definitely going to have a transfer budget of probably around anyway, 30, yeah. 40 million. Um, but yeah, I'm, when you think of Party though, as an individual... He has been an exceptional defensive midfielder for Atletico this year. Like, very, very, very good. Why would he want to go to Arsenal, though? <laughs> That's a good Why question. Why would anyone go, go to anywhere? Wait, no, but what, 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 what would appeal... What would Arsenal appeal to him? Well, they're not... They're chat... Well, let's... They're not Arsenal in Europe. Fan, Arsenal fans... Well, Arsenal are going well, to... Well, they are in themselves, Europe, Yeah. Arsenal are going to really. deem themselves as a big London... English club. They do. Which is... But so do Tottenham and they had Atletico aren't year. the best team in Madrid. No, not this year. And I don't think... When it comes to success in Spain, it's much harder. Because it's always two teams. It's... No. no mm, it's always Barcelona and Real Madrid. At the, at the moment, it's only two real... Realistically, only <laughs> two teams that can win next year, you'd, you'd say. Exactly. With Arsenal, there's a lot of growth to happen. And I think that would appeal. Maybe. I, yeah. I would be appealed to, you know, growing a team and actually developing into a team that's... Well, he is obviously 27, mm-hmm. I think. So, no, he's still got some time, but he can, he can still play a vital part in Arsenal's growth. And, you know, being in that team that got them back into Europe and potentially winning trophies again. Yeah. And they, you know, they did... They were successful in domestically this season, winning their FA Cup. Um, they also have another DM, Mohamed Elneny. He's been out of favour this season. He played, I think he would have played cup games in the odd F, uh, the odd Premier League game. But again, 
it's another player that, that you know could be a fringe player. Um, and I think Party in the prime of his career as a defensive midfielder, there aren't that many well-known big defensive midfielders. Like try and name five <laughs> at the moment that are probably in the in the prime of their career. No, no, not for Arsenal. Just prime defensive midfielders. You can think of you know Fabinho. He's mm. done pretty well. He would probably be worth more than fifty million. Yep, I would say. Just because he's playing for Atletico Madrid, that's what's driven his value down. If he played for Barcelona, his value's going to go up. No, I don't think so. I think it would. No, because he wouldn't. He wouldn't be as pivotal. He wouldn't be in the spotlight as much. If you played for Barcelona, yeah, because you're be sur- challenging for titles instead of coming third. <laughs> yeah, but you're also in the shadow of, say, a Messi. You're in the shadow of the big names that they have at their club. Same at Real, Real Madrid. Well, so you have thing. to do more to stand out. Coming to Arsenal, he would stand out. Yeah, well, yeah. Arsenal's like probably... Atletico Madrid or worse. I think yeah. Atletico Madrid are in a better position than Arsenal yeah. to win the league. They're more likely to win the league than Arsenal is. What? Easily. Easily. I, I'd say at this stage, both of them aren't. They have, they have, what? They have the, probably the best goalkeeper in the world at the moment. Yeah, but they're not in... That's the thing with Spain, the top two, it's so hard to break into that top two. I think they haven't, they've done it probably once in the last five years. But, probably not even. But what, what I'm saying, you'd rather be there, personally. And if you look at his record, he has been youth career from 2012 to 2013. Well, so the last year of his youth career, he was at Atletico Madrid. Yeah. He played for Atletico Madrid B. Then he went on loan for um, uh, two years. Then he came back and he's played 129 games for Atletico Madrid. Mm-hmm. So his whole career has been there. Um, I think there's a little bit of club loyalty. He, he obviously likes the place. Yeah, that's one thing too. It's a different lifestyle. Hot, hot, hot Madrid compared to rainy London. That's another thing. Yeah, we'll take the individual individuality out of it. In terms of Arsenal, he'd be a good pick for Arsenal. In terms of whether he'd want to move there or not, Arsenal. is another thing. Yeah, we'll take that out of question. In terms of making sense for Arsenal, I mean, it makes, it makes sense, sense for them to get him. Yes, with the price tag though, do you reckon that makes sense? Fifty million euros? Because I, I don't think they could afford him lower than that. They couldn't afford him. I think they can, and especially nowadays with instalments as well. Maybe. I think they could. But they're not. They want. Have they said happen. fifty million, or is that what he's valued at? No, that's the release clause. Okay. They're not budging. Fifty million, and that's still oh, an yeah. ongoing. That's fair. Still an ongoing, you know, talk. So he is twenty-seven though, which yeah. is not old, but it's not young. Um, it's, you know, it's a bit of an awkward. It's like the average prime these days. Twenty-six prime, to twenty-eight is the prime. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, um, um he'd so be yeah. good get for Arsenal. Don't think it's going to happen. I think he though. would. He would improve them well as well because. You know, Xhaka, he's been pretty poor this season. You could probably say it's his worst season at Arsenal. Yep. And I think, I, you know, he's yeah. out of favour. I'm saying, fans as well. yes, I think it's a good get. Yeah. I think it would do good for Arsenal to get him. Um, But I don't think it's going to happen. But in saying that, yeah. I'm not writing it off. But, you know, it's 50-50 at this stage. Whether Arsenal can produce the funds or reach it agreement to you know pay in installments or yeah who knows if they have the money <laughs> but yeah know, um only they know 
Um, but well, I guess that one's one that you know could potentially actually happen, and I think that would be one of the big moves that would help Arsenal, you know, get back into the Europe contention. Um, so yeah, that's our um, transfers that we think would make sense. Um, obviously, if you agree or disagree with us, you can interact with us on Twitter. Um, we'll probably put something up, you know, in the coming days once the podcast is out. Um, so we'll get that going. Um, but yeah, next we'll move on to the actual transfer whispers. Um, yep. <laughs> ones that are going to most likely happen or that are actually happening in the real world. So we'll do that now. So for our transfer whispers this week, we have three confirmed transfers, four, no, three ongoing transfer rumors, and then two other rumors that we'll um, talk about. Our first confirmed transfer was Costas Simikas from Olympiacos to Liverpool, um, 11.75 million pounds, um, signed a five-year contract. Um, this one came up pretty quickly considering they couldn't get the Norwich deal done. So I think they've just gone up straight in. It happened within like three days, I think. So, mm-hmm. you know, must see something in him. Obviously, he's going to be a left back backup for Robertson. And Klopp has said that he will, you know, try and make him challenge Robertson for the position, which I think is good. It'll probably make Robertson a better player. And obviously, it'll make Samikas a better player trying to fight for that position. Um, but yeah, I can see him playing, you know, cup games, the old Premier League game to give Robertson a rest because I think Robertson would have played most games this season. But yeah, I think that's a good get for them. Obviously, they needed that with Milner being the current backup. So I think, you know, something that they needed. What was the next confirmed transfer? Yeah, the next confirmed transfer, um, we mentioned this last week, but, um, well, the rumour of it last week, uh, Pierre-Emil Hoiberg from Got it. Southampton to Tottenham on a £15 million fee. Um, we talked about it last week. It's probably a good get for them. Yeah, I think with Tottenham, they didn't really replace um, Ericsson. Yep. Well, Hoiberg will play that spot, um, but whether he's better than Ericsson, I don't, I don't think he's better than Ericsson, but you know. It's something that they actually needed because they were playing Deli Alley there, which I think I think he's better off playing as a just a standard central midfielder. Yep. Um, but yeah, Deli Alley, he did all right there. But yeah, I think obviously putting an actual attacking midfielder in that position is better off. And mm-hmm. then you know who who knows what could happen to Ndombele. Winks could obviously you know play that spot well, um, and they might even play you know two midfielders, one attacker. So, oh, one attacking midfielder, sorry. Um, so, yeah, they have a, a lot of options, especially with it and Domble being, you know, rumoured away. So, yeah. they've got to make their, yeah, they've got to make some deal go through. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a good move for both clubs. Obviously, Southampton getting a bit of coin for that as well. Mm-hmm. The next confirmed move was Willian from Chelsea to Arsenal for free. He signed a three-year deal. I think it's... Uh, I guess you would have to mention what it's like for Chelsea. I wouldn't really know what type of effect it would have. It would I'd have none. Indifferent. I'd, yeah. He was good for us. We got him at his peak. We got him while he was good. Yeah. Now Arsenal have him and he's on the decline a bit. Yeah. Um, I think it'll still be like a good 
He'll be all right. He's a good player. Good he's still got the skills. For he's just old. Yeah. He's 32 years of age. I'm surprised they let him sign a three-year three deal, deal, so they'll make him 35. Man. Yep. Um, by the time the deal ends, um, I can't see him playing till he's 35. No. Um, I think it's just to lock him in. Yeah, I think yeah. he probably has, in the Premier League, probably one has or one or two years left. Yeah, I agree. One, one he's just, he's, he did all right this year. And, you know, two years ago, he was brilliant. Uh, four years ago, he was even better. Um, you know, he did good, and he's good, and he's on the, he gets on the ball, and he runs, and he, but, you know, that can only last for so long. Um, I'm surprised Chelsea didn't just say, yeah, have a two-year contract, and he'd probably go, yeah. When they decide, I don't want to go to Chelsea, I don't know what, what Arsenal? Is it a quick fix, a band aid solution? I think it's I don't more know. of like a, you know, backup. It's it's just a bit bizarre. The whole it's it just reminds me of last year, getting David Luiz. I'm thinking it just doesn't make sense. Like it's not that happened. So the David Luiz deal was weird as well. The way it, it was happened. bizarre. It, no one expected it to happen. It either. just he just went. No, I don't want to play for Chelsea anymore. Moved Goes Arsenal. Rival. <laughs> and did that work out for Arsenal? Hmm. No. And they've well, they've obviously seen something. You don't, you don't get, yeah. you don't have a phrase doing a David Louise after one season at a club. That what does that say? No, he, he's old too. They probably signed a, I think it was probably a three or a four year deal with David yeah. Louise. They no, they just signed a new. It was only one year. They just signed another year. Yeah, so he's extended. And he would be older than Willian, I presume. I, I think no he's a bit older. Idea. But yeah, I think Willian's main role for Arsenal next season will most likely be. You know, that backup, the backup yeah. winger, help the youth in the cup games potentially, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, provide that maturity to the squad. I think that's what he's mainly going to be yeah. there for. And I, again, on a free, and they're just going to be paying his wages. I think that's, it's decent. Right? <laughs> I don't know how much he's going to be. I don't. On. I, I doubt it will be, be a lot. Much. It won't be that much. Yeah. It'd be about 200. No way. He, he was getting paid about 300. That's crazy. I, well, obviously, I can't relate because Liverpool don't pay players that much. I don't know how much Arsenal... I don't think it would be 200 million. That, no, um, there might be something on it. I'll just have a quick look. Uh, Willian will pocket a whopping £220,000 a week. At Arsenal? Mm-hmm. After comp- completing his sensational That's move to stupid. Arsenal, according to reports. Well, there you go. That, and and Aubameyang's asking for 250 and the. Yeah. I think that's a... Sh- Oh yeah, stupid it's amount stupid. of money. He's got a good agent. Anyway, yeah. Um, do you want to? For being a, uh, he's, I don't see him starting. Imagine no. if he starts though. How much is? Uh, I just don't get that. <laughs> For three how years. Teams, yeah. How teams can put up that? He'll much. be sitting at home watching TV I guess while he's just, still on a contract, getting paid two hundred twenty thousand pounds. They've started that just mainly off, you know, how their club is now, and they've that's how they've. His agents probably based that on. It's like, oh, you're paying him this much. That's why he's mm. probably. That's where are we still going? They've stuffed up early. Yeah, well, um, I think they've stuffed up earlier on, and I think you know that's where most of the you know, issues could start because I don't want to keep highlighting Liverpool, but their highest <laughs> paid player is Van Dyke, and he's only on two hundred thousand a year. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's where it all starts is with the wage. Of your current players, because they weren't before Van Dyke and Salah came. It was probably I can't even think. It was probably Sturridge or Mane. Mane's not mm-hmm. even on that. Mane's on like a hundred thousand a year. Um, just on before we were talking about obviously David Luiz moved from Chelsea to, Chelsea to Arsenal. Yeah, and he was being paid a hundred thousand pounds a week. David Luiz. Yeah, it's not worth That's, it. 
It's not worth that it, is ridiculous. but it makes sense. But £220,000 for a 32-year-old yeah, a week is... In my opinion. I did not know that. And yeah. now, <laughs> that, I think Arsenal have got the crap end of the stick there. Anyway, I think it's uh, how much would he be on it? He would have been on it, Chelsea. More, but he would have signed. He would have signed when he was younger. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, so moving on. Yeah, um, so we got some ongoing, you know, talks. Yeah. At this stage, it's this. We thought it was done, but it's not. Well, the first one. Well, I think it's pretty much done. Um, yeah. I've been saying I don't think it's going to happen. Well, it's been yeah. It, it doesn't look like it's going to happen, but for some reason, it's still being reported that it's no ongoing. It's um, I, I think it's just Dortmund hopeful. <laughs> Manchester United <laughs> reporters or fans or whatever. Falk is still... Oh, not Falk. Yeah, Falk. Still being reported off. They're not done. So. But they're not They're not willing to pay that much. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing. Well, well, yeah. I don't see them now he, paying that much considering that they... If they wanted to, they would have done it before the deadline. So. And also, what does it say to Sancho? You don't think I'm worth that much? Why would I want to go to you now? Who knows? I don't think well, it's worth Well, honestly, that much. if you're not, if you're, it's it's not much from what they were asking. I know, right? It's in in the grand scheme of things, he's young, he's English, he he's know. he's already agreed personal terms. Mm. Just pay the extra whatever it was. Say, okay, this is how much we believe in you. This is how much we want you to build our club well, around, or we want you to be a pivotal part the of our terms club. Were no problem. That's what I mean. Yeah, but. Now you're delaying this or you haven't agreed with the club on what they said. They've been, from the start, they've been asking for this much money. Yeah. money. I don't think it's to... I think it's more that United may not have the funds. Oh, they have if they need it, but... It, like, they probably have the funds, but they're not willing, which it's, is... That, yeah. Um, anyway, Sancho's, for some reason, that's still in talks. It'll probably be rubbed out soon. Yeah, definitely. I don't think... Yeah, it's not going to happen probably have to wait another 12 months for that one to go through i don't think it will end up being man united have probably missed the boat here i think he'll, he'll go to some other club who knows i guess we'll find out you know if he leaves dortmund at all who knows? Yeah. he'll probably come back to england eventually but you know dortmund's okay. a good place to be at the moment but i think of your sancho yeah so next one tiago to buy oh from Bayern to liverpool um this has picked up a bit of steam yeah it's picked up a lot of steam last 12 hours just overnight mm-hmm. um Liverpool originally didn't want to spend the 30 million euros um, when he is available for free in five months, um, whether they wait the five months or not. Um, it now looks like they're more likely to pay the fee um, from what I've heard in the last you know, six hours. Yep. Um, personal terms are no problem. It's been reported that he's looking for property in Liverpool or that he's it's, found property Yeah, in he's found a house already. Um, you know, and I guess we have to wait for Bayern's... Uh, Champions League campaign to finish because that's when the talks will restart. But yeah, I think I think that's knowing that he's available for free in five months risks. Well, obviously his head's now at Liverpool if he's looking for property there, so it doesn't risk that you know he'll sign another contract at Bayern and make them pay. I think if you're Liverpool, pay what Bayern want now because if Bayern win the Champions League. That would probably increase what they want for him because he'll be a Champions League winner. Well, that's the thing. They're not going to talk until after they win. Yeah, but if they the just Champions if they finish. called up Bayern and said, hey, how's it going? We'll take, it for, take him for 30. Yeah. They'd probably go, yeah, right, done. <laughs> I don't think that's what they're doing, though. That's the whole no, thing. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if they, if, you, if they win the Champions League, they're going to ask for a couple, of, maybe five more million dollars, I think million pounds. Sh- I don't think they'll do that. Well, he's, he's just won a Champions League. Yeah. So they've already agreed on 30 uh, They're not going to go higher. 
I don't, if anything, if they weren't to win... They're not going to go lower. They're not going to anyway. change. I don't think they'll change at all. Um, the thing is, if they wait five months, they risk another team coming in. But I think if his heart's set at Liverpool, you know, I don't think he'll accept another team's personal return. Yeah. Uh, a rumour now, uh, yep. Timori Bakayoko from Chelsea um, to AC Milan on a reported either a three million... With a three million uh, pound uh, euro loan, yep. With a thirty-five million euro option to buy, so that's their first bid that uh, AC Milan have put in for him. Yeah. Um, I don't know too much how much this would affect Chelsea again. He, yeah. I don't think he starts. No, he doesn't start often. That's pretty good value then, if he was to get you know thirty-five yeah. mil for him. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, he's been at Chelsea for a while. Um. Obviously, Batshuayi is kind of taken up a bit of his role. Um, yeah, um, I can see that happening. Yeah, well, um, it's just a rumor. I think that's more in progress. Um, yeah, it was the first bid rumored to be the first bid. Yeah. Uh, next one, obviously, if not as big as uh, the Sancho deal, yeah, um, maybe just second to it. Kai Havertz from Leverkusen to Chelsea. This looks like it's gonna go through. It's just. Still they waiting. need to Still shake waiting. hands. Yeah, I'm waiting for another update on that one. We haven't heard anything from last week because this is the same thing as last week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, talks are just restarting with the club early. No, when we put this episode out, yeah. when we put last episode out, I saw that. So it's been there for about a week My, and I haven't heard they, anything um, since. Last week, they, the manager said that he'd moved to some Dutch um, low low-level Dutch club as a joke and the club put that up on their Twitter page with a picture of Havertz. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. It, it, I shat myself, but um, <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny when I realised it was a joke. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that it's probably structuring it, the loan, the, the transfer. Yeah, the I think they're just working out how yeah. much we're going to pay. How much, yeah. I, I think, yeah, it would most, most likely be instalments like it was reported originally. He clearly wants to go to Chelsea. Yeah, personal terms are no problem from what I hear. Um, but yeah, it's just waiting on that final fee or the final agreement like the Liverpool deal. So again, yep. waiting on that one's been about a week. We'll be updating anything. as soon as we know. Yeah, we'll put um, all you know, all big transfers we'll highlight on our on our Twitter. Another rumour. This came in last night or the night like yesterday morning. I Recently, think. yeah. Yeah. Pierre Mep- Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is reportedly going to sign his new contract at Arsenal soon, according to Fabrizio Romano. And I think the only reason I highlighted this is because he's my most... No, I rely... He's... (laughs) The reason that I highlighted this is because he's the most reliable sports, you know, transfer journalist, in my opinion. And he hasn't been wrong yet. All round, yeah. Yeah, he's like... In terms of, he's pretty spot on in terms of what he reports. Well, he ne- he never he never goes on certains yeah. generally unless he knows. Yeah, and he, I don't know if this means much, but Abamyang did put a tweet out with you know a little hourglass dot dot dot, maybe waiting for an announcement there. I, I doubt mean, it would be a transfer someone else somewhere else at this stage because nothing's come up. No, uh, I think it's, it's mainly leading to that. It's well documented that he wants two hundred fifty thousand pounds a week. Yeah. If they're paying William two hundred twenty, and they're not paying him two hundred fifty thousand pounds a week, yeah, well, they've obviously why would he want to stay? They obviously must have 
the wage budget for that if they're giving him that. Obviously, they didn't pay transfer fee for William, but still. Yeah, I think that's the main reason why his wage budget. Unless that was swindled, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, it. I've I trust Fabrizio, so I, I feel like it would go through at this stage. Um, maybe that's maybe maybe they already signed this. Um, going back to William, maybe they already signed this deal, and that's why they got rid of their uh, football manager. <laughs> You reckon? Because Arteta might have looked at it, or the board might have looked at it. 220,000 pounds a week. You mad? Yeah. You're gone. No, it's probably not how it happened, but who knows? Nah. But Good you, you didn't, do you still think this will go through now? I can see it going you were, through. You were, you were against it. You still I can are. see it going through. Yeah. I don't think it will, though. You don't think it will? I think go it will go. Still. You still think he'll leave this summer? Because I can't see, well, although they have given William that much money, I still can't see them having that much money. Yeah. And he wanted like a five-year no, deal. I see the opposite. And he's, he's <laughs> if old. they can't give Willian that much money, I see that they can't give Abamian what he wants. Yeah, but he'll want a five-year deal, or, or I think. No, he won't get a five-year deal. But that's what he'll want, so he'll get a four. He won't get five. It'll probably be like a three or four-year deal. Anyway. Um, also, he's got to look at his options where he might win something. Yeah. Other than well, obviously FA Cup. he did win this season. Won hey? the FA Cup, and he seemed pretty happy with that. Yeah. Depends, like, some players' well, hearts might be somewhere winning. else. Huh? Some players' hearts may lie somewhere else. Like, oh, yeah, winning one tri- winning one FA Cup a year might be happy for them. Obviously, they want oh, it's more. It's better than but, you know, nothing, but... Yeah, it's better than nothing. It's like saying, oh, would weird. you rather win a Community Shield every year or finish 20th? <laughs> no one wants it's to It's not win. that exciting if you're a player. Yeah. Well, Especially of the level of... Um, we'll wait and see. It looks like it'll go through, but the last, still against it. The last rumour we... Yeah, have on this list. It's the biggest rumor. It is massive. Um, obviously, uh, we haven't put this in because it wasn't. Uh, well, not this one, but um, a couple of days ago, Ronaldo was linked to um, Barcelona. Yeah, that's kind of faded as, out. Yeah, it wasn't as heavily documented. But this one yeah. is pretty well spread, reported, um, reported, spread, reported. It's been circulated. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, a source has told. Um, a few journalists that Lionel Messi, disputably the greatest player to ever have walked on this earth, um, he would be the Jesus of football, no doubt. Um, get to the point. <laughs> well, the Messiah, you know, the Son of God, the football gods, yeah, um, magic superhero men. Anyway, reportedly doesn't want to see out the remaining year says year i think it's only like five months i think it's till the end of the the end of the year yeah um on his contract and he wants to leave this summer now there's only one place he can realistically go in my opinion and that is manchester city yeah for two reasons they can probably afford him probably his wage that is his wage he'll be on a free yeah and he has a very good relationship with Pep Guardiola. Mm-hmm. He's obviously the best time, well, arguably the best times of his career have been under Pep, Pep. Guardiola and his style of play. He's yep. been missing that. There were reports a while ago, a few months ago, that he wanted Pep Guardiola to come back to Barcelona. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, this is after the massive defeat against Bayern. Um, he's put in this much work. He, You can see him training it in the games. He puts in more work than any other player on the pitch, arguably. Yeah. And at his age, it's pretty yeah. outstanding as well. At his age, I think he he need, he wants to win. He's very hungry to win another Champions yeah. League. And, and I, they think, had a, I think the, the poor year they had this year 
has really just made him realize if this is to be true i think it's really made him realize that you know you're running out of time you need to win like you're you need to enjoy your latter years of your yeah, career you want to win i can see him going to say only place i can see him going is manchester city yeah, or staying at barcelona if he goes to manchester city it will probably only be for say 2 years max max then he might go back to argentina to play for a bit then come back to barcelona and manage or something later mm, on i can see yeah. that definitely um, I don't think um, the people of Barcelona will be angry at this if he leaves. I think he's served them he's very had well. A very, yeah, he's their king. Career. They can't be mad at him. No, no bloody way. But then man. again, if you're looking personally, yes, he probably want to win. He has that desire to win. However, he's very li- he's been at the club since he was 14 years old mm. from Argentina. He's he's pretty much um, a, a Catalan. Um, he is. You know, yeah, he's lived in Barcelona that long. He's you know been a part of the club. He is almost yeah. a managing director of the club in some way. He has a lot of say in the club. Yeah, you know, if he goes to City, he won't be the captain. Yeah, his he might presence be the doesn't go unknown at Barcelona. Whereas mm. if he was to, you know, obviously he's still going to have his name and like his like you know, he will be messy. Messi and, and Bar- at, yeah. at Man City would be huge, but you know, will he? Obviously, he would add to City. He's still probably the best right winger at this at yeah. the moment in time. Like he's he could win them so the Champions good. League, which yeah. they so desperately desire. And Pep wants that too. And Pep, yeah, like you said, he's got a good relationship with Pep. Yeah. So at City, City want to win the Champions League, but Barcelona obviously want to win the Champions League too. But I think it's more Messi wants to win the Champions yeah. League. Well, and going to City would be fitting, not only because of Pep, but because like he would add to their squad. And yeah. he's probably not, if he, if not, he is the missing link to their squad. Yeah. Because that right wing spot is Mares at the moment, which mm-hmm. obviously easily... Okay. Well, Messi, anyone, any other right winger on the planet, you can't uh, at now. Well, there's a lot of good right wingers that but you wouldn't replace. They're not replace. Messi. Yeah, you wouldn't replace them though. It's like, n- it, it's, yeah, it's not the... It's I think Mares the... is replaceable. Salah's not replaceable. Put yeah, it that way. I, if, if, I reckon if Liverpool got Messi, that oh, well, if you had it, if you were if you were a choice, like say if you weren't Liverpool or Barcelona, <clears> yep. Say if you were City and you had the choice of Salah or Messi, you're going to choose Messi, of course. But if you're Liverpool and you want to replace Salah with yeah. Messi, you're not going to do that. Um, yeah, I I can't see it happening. Yeah, but if it does happen, it will be Manchester City. I think it's just yeah, it's just one of those rumors where it's <laughs> you gotta. It, although yeah, saying that, it is a bit weird it. he hasn't signed another contract yet. Yeah. I I don't know if any of these are true yet because I haven't seen one from a really reliable be mental, source. Yeah, but yeah, it would be mental to see like um, an actual move. Yeah. Because, you know, I think it would probably be good in some ways for um, if they get him before on a free, before he's on a free, um, pay a bit of a transfer fee for him. Yeah, and that would um, probably be the only team that could afford his fee. Yeah. In that sense. But it'd probably be good for Barcelona. They need a bit of money. Yeah. And they're, they're in a process where they're going to need to be rebuilding the club. I reckon now. if if, um, if Messi was to leave Barcelona, I think that would give... It would give opportunities to um, Dembele. Yeah. Which I think would be good for him considering he's still sort of young. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could be a good part yeah. of their development. They're in a... Rebuilding phase at the moment, yeah, I'd say. Which is weird and to say for a team Messi's not got the time to be sitting around. Yeah. I think it, 
from a Liverpool fan's perspective, I wouldn't want him to see him go to a, a top yeah, from a, team. Yeah, from a Chelsea you know, fan, I don't want him. In, at but, you know, from a footballing aspect, a football be, fan aspect, it would be, be good. good. It would be good like signing overall. Good to watch him in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, also, not you got to remember um, when you're talking about Pep and his relationship, He Pep obviously bring uh, Messi to the first team um, at Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And um, Messi doesn't only offer his ability on the ball, which is as we've seen in the last last week, where he scored that amazing goal. Um, not only his ability on the ball um, is amazing, but his ability to read play before you even know what's going to happen. He's a robot. I'm convinced he's a robot. He's he's an alien. He's <laughs> it's a, too messiah. like I don't know how his mind. He's like his gears and his mind. Just it's like click, he can click, see click. the future. He knows what, yeah, exactly. Like he knows what's going to happen. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. But anyway, yeah. enough on that rumor. <laughs> Remember, it's a rumor. Hopefully, um, something develops. Well, well if we're, yeah, we'll we'll open before we even introduce. If Messi moves, we'll it'll be everywhere, and you will know about. We it might before. do a little pop up episode. Oh, not even that. Quick Skype call, bang, upload it. Yeah, it might be. A, yeah, and yeah, we'll yeah. Anyway, <laughs> will he get number ten if he moves? Yeah, probably. Aguero. Uh, mm. I'm pretty sure Aguero would go. Yeah, right. have it. He's pretty good mates with Aguero as well. Yeah. Isn't he? He's Aguero's his, his, his son's... Aguero's a godparent to his no, son. No, you're thinking of Suarez. No, no. I'm pretty sure it's Aguero. Or it's Messi's the godparent of Aguero's child. Something like that. I think that <laughs> he has a but good link with Aguero. Isn't, isn't Aguero's son... Isn't Aguero married to Diego Maradona's daughter? Or is that oh, Suarez? I have no idea. Right, I'm just going to look up this because this is pretty... Um, I think it could be... Yeah, in terms of like his number, <laughs> I don't know. It's either him it's or it's... Really um, so Sergio Aguero... Um, I, I think you're right. Sergio Aguero's wife is uh, Gianna. Gianna? I think that's how you say it. Maradona. So Maradona's yeah. daughter. Yeah. Right? And so I his son is not team. only the um, son of Sergio Aguero, the grandson of Diego Maradona, but I think the godson of Lionel Messi. Yeah. Which, <laughs> how much pressure do you want to give a kid? Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. With that being said, we'll move on to the upcoming games this week. A load of finals, semi-finals, Champions League final, a Europa League final. And then we'll wrap up with the yes or no. Okay, so for the games this week, we obviously have Champions League semi-finals, Europa League final, and then the Champions League final. Four games to get through. Oh, and the second Europa League semi-final that still has to be played. Inter versus Shakhtar. I predict Inter to go through. Who do you think? Inter. Yeah, I think that's pretty straightforward. So we're predicting a Sevilla versus Inter Europa League final. Winner goes into the Champions League. Yes. Um, that is on August 22nd, 5am, um, all before our next episode. Um, in terms of Champions League, we have semi-final one, RB Leipzig versus Paris Saint-Germain, 5am, August 19th. That is... At 5am. That's in two a days. A Saturday. Okay. Two days. No, not a Saturday. A Wednesday. A Wednesday. <laughs> um, who do you predict? Leipzig. I want to say. I mean, I, I think I think PSG, but I want Leipzig to win. I'm honestly going to say a draw. 
Leipzig in extra time. All right, I agree. Next match, uh, Leon versus Bayern Munich. I can buy in about 10 nil. <laughs> well, going on uh, last week's performance, I reckon 20 nil might be reasonable. <laughs> I um, think Bayern will win this convincingly. Mm-hmm. Um, Leon, you know, dark horse or one of the dark horses of the competition. There's been a couple. But yeah, I think Bayern will go uh, into the final with a pretty strong win there. Yes, I believe that is the correct answer. And um, if Leon were to win this, they could probably win the whole If game. Leon were to win this, they may as well just be given the trophy right now. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Bayern are the, uh, are the Goliaths yeah. um, left. So that game is on. It's really theirs to lose. Yeah, at 100% it's theirs to lose. Um, I want Leon and Leipzig to go through just because... Be Imagine if Leipzig win the Champions League 11 years after they yeah. began as a club. That's just... <laughs> ah! And another another thing to mention is that if Bayern aren't to win this, we're going to have a new Champions League winner. Yes. Leon, Leipzig, I mean, PSG, PSG have, have never spent. won the Champions League. PSG probably need to no, win they it. could have bought one by now. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> they're not that expensive. There's a bit of metal and... Yeah. Right. And so that game is on August 20, so the Thursday morning, 5 a.m. And then we have the final which is August 24th, so next Monday. So in a week's time, we'll know who wins the Champions League. Before we record the podcast. Yeah, so we'll talk about that in our next podcast, obviously. Probably um, go in a bit of detail of the final. Yeah, we'll both watch that. And then I think next week we'll also do our FPL draft as well. Yes. So a little bit going on next week. Um, but yeah, I'm predicting Leipzig versus Bayern, or Bayern versus Leipzig. Um, I would agree. Yeah. An old German final. Yeah, wunderbar. <laughs> um, oh, I, was, oh, I still think Bayern are going to win the whole thing. Yeah, I predict that from the well, from the round of sixteen. I'd be pretty happy if that got through. Um, but yeah, that's the games this week. Obviously, a little for a football, you know, fans' perspective, a lot of good games to look forward to, especially with nothing being, you know, certain. Anything can happen. So, I think that's the whole theme of this year in sport. <laughs> nothing certain. Oh, so. This year in the world, as it is, yeah, nothing the is whole world's not certain at this stage. But yeah, Move that on. is a quick rundown of well, rundown, a quick rundown of this games this week. Now move on to yes or no. Now it's time for yes or no. If you're new to the podcast, this segment is a recurring segment. Um, and the aim of Yes or No is Tom and I each have two questions, three questions, I should say. Um, we go one at a time, and we simply have to reply with yes or no. So, Tom, would you like to start off? I'll go first this week. First question. <laughs> oh, that's like regurgitating my throat. Uh, first question for you. Will Maurizio Pochettino have a job before the start of the season? No. My first question is, will Messi go this season? No. Okay. <laughs> All that for that. <laughs> My second question. I think I know your answer to this. Is Klopp the best manager in the world right now? Yes. That surprised me. Oh. Uh, or 
Yes, right now. <laughs> See what I mean? Specific. On. Okay. Yes. No right now. Right now. Oh, right now. Trying to do a me. Right now. Right now. Right now. He is. Yes. All yes. Right. He is. All right. I'm not surprised. Me. My second question is: Will Ronaldo stay at Juventus this season? Yes. Then yes. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I need more specifics. All right. Do Leicester urgently need a new striker to remain competitive? No. <laughs> sort of questioned yourself there. Yeah, it was a bit of a questioning no. All right. All right. My All right. last question is... Okay. O'Black to Chelsea? No. I think we said no. Oh, no, you said yes once. I said no to every question. Well, you haven't asked me the last one, have you? Yeah. Oh, you did. You asked me to. So that is yes or no. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at GZ underscore football. Make sure to follow Ryan on Twitter at uh, P underscore shop. There we go. And my Twitter is at Thomas Hayes underscore. Um, yeah, so just make sure to follow for updates about us and about football. Um, I think we're still integrating Instagram into stuff. That yep. is at GZ football, I believe. Yep. Um, yeah, we'll put it all in the description below. Um, if you're listening on Spotify or Anchor, I believe it's in the description. Um, stay tuned for next uh, next week's episode. I think it will be the most fun. Well, for me, I think it will be the most fun. Yeah. Um, but we'll be preparing all week for that, <laughs> um, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. See ya.